Hey guys, welcome to the C1 Church Podcast. I pray that this message encourages you, builds your faith, and helps you go after Jesus. If you'd like more information about C1 Church, please go to our website at c1.church. Enjoy the message and be blessed. Guys, I'm going to introduce myself real quick. I know I kept going. Um, I'm Nathan Tosh. I'm, uh, I'm the, I have the honor of serving as the, uh, the youth pastor here at C1. I... I Guys, we've had some. We have some amazing. We have some amazing kids here, guys. Y'all, and it's it's a uh, it's an amazing. This is an amazing place, and the doors that are open to this is is all, are awesome. So, how's everybody's week going so far? Good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. Um, I, I do. I, just going to set this up. The real pastor will be back next week. If uh, if I mess up, you can blame him. Um, he put me up to it again. <laughs> so you know, it, like we're just gonna roll with it, guys. We're gonna see what we're gonna see what happens. Um, but he will be back next week, I think. Um, I don't know. I might be joking too. So we'll see. I'm not gonna tell a joke today. It's gonna be okay. I'm gonna save. The, I'm gonna save that one for the joke master. <laughs> Maybe he won't either. <laughs> But uh, today we're going to be reading out of uh, Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. Uh, if that verse range sounds familiar to you, it's the parable of the talents. So it's, that's, that's going to be our primary focus today, where we're, going, where we're really going to dive into. And I think God has something mixed in with this that uh, he's wanting to pull out today. He's wanting to pull out for us. And I think it's not the traditional, the traditional uh, Sunday school telling of the par- parable of the talents, I believe. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I, I'm hoping that uh, that this is that this is what it conveys because you know typical Sunday school telling of it. It's God's giving you talents. God's giving you skills, wh- whether we use them or not. Kind of kind of deal, right? We're hoping we go a little past that today. I'm gonna go ahead and pray real quick. God, thank you so much for allowing me to be used by you today, God. God, I pray that your word is spoken and your word affects the hearts of everyone you have intended for it to affect, God. I pray that everybody that comes in contact with, the, with your word knows it's your word, God. God, use me. Use my imperfections to speak your perfection, God. You are amazing, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to jump right in it. we start with verse 14. For it, will be like a, so for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted, entrusted them to his property. To one he gave five talents. To another two and to another one to each according to each according to his ability then he went away all right obviously he trusted these servants right he just he just give them a, he just give them a pretty good chunk so continuing from there it says he went he went he who had received five talents went at once and traded it and traded them and he made five more talents as of the so also he who had two talents made two more talents. But he had received one talent, buried it in the ground, and he hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, his master of those, of those servants came and settled accounts with him. And he who had received five talents came forward, came forward here. I have made five more talents. His master said, said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will, have, I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. 
And he who also had two talents came forward with two more talents. And his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the house. Enter, enter into the joy of your master. He also who had received one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew, you, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. I went and hid your, hid your talent in the ground. I hid, hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But the master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I... You knew I reap where I did not sow, or had not sown, and gather where I scattered no seed. Notice that's a question mark there. He's not admitting that he that he he reaped where he didn't sow and he scattered where he scattered no seed. He's just rephrasing what the servant had said to him, the assumption that the servant had made over him. It's it's a question. He's like, like so I reap where I don't sow and I scatter no seed. So you just did that? That's all you did? It kind of bring. Just put a put a point a, a little tick next to that to kind of save that one. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was what was on what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to to him who has the ten talents. For for to everyone who has who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into, our, into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The reason I wanted to point out that that was that, about the question there, if we go back, if we go back to verse 26 where, where it says, uh, But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I had not, have not sown. And, and gather where I scatter no seed. That being a, that being a question really, really kind of brings up, we, how many of us make assumptions about things, that, the people that give us things all the time, right? We, we just assume, oh, they, have, they, they give us that because they, have, they, just, they, they feel guilty about it. They give us this for this reason. They, we make assumptions. This servant made an assumption about his master, and through his assumption, he, even, he, he failed himself because if, if, you, if I would assume that my master did all that stuff, then I would assume that I needed to act like my master to, to, make, to make what my master would expect. But he, he didn't. So, honestly, as a show of hands, I mean, how, how many of us would think we were like the first two servants or the last servants? Who would be like the first two servants if, if you were handed in this situation? I right, had a few hands up. What about the last servant? Who would be more like the last servant? I know I, 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 at some points in my life that would be me. Um, Different points, I mean, different points now, but I mean, let's be realistic. Let's be honest here. Now, let's look at the let's look at it in just a slightly different at a different angle. Do, you, do we know how much a talent is worth? It varies pretty widely, depending on depending on the source you read, right? Hey, you can look it up. Some some sources say seven thousand dollars. Others, uh, up to twenty up to twenty years of of a salary. So depending on wh- where you read, either way, it's a, it's a very large sum of money. Anyway, it is a large sum. You're, you literally, you're talking about this guy get give away or handed over his entire 
life savings, essentially, to servants that he trusted. So knowing all of that, and you, let's just let's err on the high end of that. It was the, it was the twenty it was twenty years worth of somebody's salary. Somebody hand you twenty years worth of their savings to to steward to be steward over. Would you would you go out and invest it, knowing you have an you have an opportunity to make more money, but you also have an opportunity to lose all of it, and knowing they're coming back? It's pretty hefty, right? I mean, I, no man. I, don't know that I might I might dig a hole too if if I had that. I mean, you lose twenty years of somebody's life savings, they might come back and <laughs> that'd be a, that'd be a debt to pay, and you're gonna be paying with something. But um, so think, think about that for a second. Really, the, the the this this is to point out how astronomically wealthy this uh, this master is, right? And we know that from the account of the third servant that he that he assumed for some reason or another, and I, I'm not going to speculate on this, that the master was a very hard man, so he didn't want to make any mistakes in losing that. I mean, I mean, honestly, see, that is a huge contrast between that master and our God, because because our God is not a hard master. He, he he gives he gives to us and doesn't expect it back. And thankfully, we don't serve a hard and unforgiving master. We serve an, an amazingly abundant God who loves to pour out his blessings on all people, whether we deserve it or not. He's going to pour out his blessings, and it's, and it's up to us whether we, whether we reach out our hand and take the blessing or not. God, God is always pouring out his spirit on us, always pouring out his blessings on us, and he, he wants nothing more than to, than to bless you, and which, which is amazing. And it, it's even better because, like, because our salvation, we can't work our way into, into salvation. We can't work our way into a relationship with God. Our salvation is granted through, is granted through our repentance and our, and our acceptance of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That, that, that is something that's given to us. I mean, we didn't have to work for it. We didn't have to spend our whole life toiling for it and hope, hoping that we did just enough to make it in. It's given to us. It is, a, it is an outright blessing. So that really kind of brings me to my to my first point, come, coming on us that talking about how God likes to bless His people. And really, I only have two points today. It's more like goals. If my, my if you're looking for a series a message title today, it's called Life Goals. I believe I ha I have that one in there. Um, so I, that that is the title of this message today, and really, so I have two points, or I'm gonna say two goals, for us today. And um, the first one is, the first goal, we'll go to the first goal. It says, receive even when we feel we do not deserve. <laughs> Often, when we receive things that we weren't expecting or we didn't ask for, who gets anxious when you get, get given something you didn't ask for? I know a lot of people do. I know, I know me. If you, you just hand me something I didn't ask for, suddenly anxiety builds up. What, what did I do for this? What did I do for that? Why, why me? What is, the, what is this point? And to be honest, like, just, just as much as the third servant here, he, um, he received what he, what he felt like he didn't deserve. So, he, so the fear and anxiety took, 
took place in his heart, that was in, in him, overwhelmed him, so he just buried it. He hid it away, buried it, and made sure he put it in a safe place where nobody could touch it. How often do we do that with our salvation, though? How often do we do that with the blessing that God has given us? For one, I can't necessarily blame him. Because, I mean, you can't blame somebody for being that possible in this situation. He obviously didn't know his master very well. At least he didn't know him as well as the first two servants. The first two servants knew their master. And they wouldn't have invested that kind of sum with a chance of losing it, knowing that their master was going to just kill them when he got back if they didn't have it, to, if they didn't have anything to show for it. I mean, I, at least not a smart man would have done that. But the third one clearly didn't know his master at all. Clearly didn't know the heart of his master. So he just so he buried it out of fear and out of the fear and anxiety that over that overwhelmed him, and through through the fear and anxiety, through the, through his fear and anxiety created from what, receiving what he felt like he didn't he didn't deserve. He missed an opportunity to be rewarded on the faith, on his faith of moving forward with, with that blessing and that gift. We really aren't that much different than, than, this, uh, than this servant because, for one, I know, I know throughout the different uh, points in my life that I, there's times I've, in, I've entered in and I, I, I could have I been recognized with the first two servants and in other points with the third. And then we, we constantly make that loop in and back and forth, which is... It's okay. It's okay. It's not. But I mean, it is it, and it isn't. But it's it's kind of crazy to, to think that way. But on the other side of that, we have it shows we have a forgiving God too that that is that moves forward, and that and it is so and like just like the third servant, so many of us that are here in this room and watching online are dealing with many of the exact same issues, and that's and, and it holds us back in our lives and in our purpose, right? So, I know as a whole, the society today has created anxiety levels and depression levels and fear are higher than they have ever been. 2020 didn't make it, it didn't help that any. It only increased it. 2021 really didn't help it any either. It kind of increased it as well. I mean, heck, a pandemic was the best thing for people's anxiety. If you had anxiety... It probably made it a lot worse, and if you didn't have anxiety, it might have created a little anxiety for some people. So we, we, live, in a, we live in a world, in the trajectory of our world today, that is, has been complete uncertainty and complete, and complete craziness that, it, that has created the, the fear and anxiety of the same thing this third servant has. Fear and anxiety that he, he, just, he just hid it away. So we hide away what, what we have a lot of times. But we, there, there's something that re, there's, I have a reassuring passage here that I want to read. I'll say Zephaniah 3.17. It says, For the Lord our your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will, ta- he will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm your, all of your fears. To me, that's super comforting, especially knowing everything, that, everything that's going on in society today and, all, and fear and anxiety when it takes over. That I have a God that that will calm my fears. All you, all you gotta do is reach out to Him. He's there. He's already handed it to you. You just gotta reach out and grab a hold of it. Um, I see. The thing is, we, now that we we've, we've set that up, that with anxiety, with anxiety and fears, what really crippled the servant, and to be honest, we, we're crippled by it a lot every day. 
And I'm not saying talking about anybody in particular, but I just know as a whole, as a, as a whole people, we're, we, we get stuck in a place because we fall into that, that path of fear and that path of anxiety that prevents us from moving forward. But the re- most reassuring thing to me is just know we're made by God for God. And speaking, from my, speaking solely for myself, I know that if you, by earthly standards and societal standards today, I should have been canceled. I should have been kicked out. I, sh- I, sh- I, shouldn't be, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be on the stage talking to you today. But we have a God that is uncancelable. We have a God that doesn't cancel you when you make a mistake. We have a redemptive God that chooses you and chooses to use your brokenness to push forward and to push forward his name. Because what, 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 what would he do? If, we, if, if he kicked out everybody who messed up, None of us would be here right now. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have made it past three, and that's and that's putting it and that's put, being being pretty liberal with it right there. I mean, my parents probably say he might not have made it past like six months. <laughs> Maybe my dad when I got my days and nights mixed up. Hey, <laughs> so that's that's unholy right there, keeping him from sleeping, having to go to work. But I mean, but by 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 Earth standards, we should be canceled put away but we have a God that is uncancelable and a God that chooses to redeem thankfully thankfully we don't have to be qualified we don't have to be qualified to receive to receive it to receive what God has for us we don't have to to do that because God doesn't call the qualified he, he qualifies the called whether we realize it or not we're all quali- we are all qualified to share the name of Jesus we're all qualified to live a life of Jesus we're all qualified to love like Jesus. And by doing all those things, our lives are become our mission field. And I know a lot of people, the church has put a sti- the, the stigma on it. The church as a whole, not our church in particular, has put a stigma on it that when you say mission field, you're like, oh, overseas. I'm not going there. Some crazy place when not happening we're not done your life is your mission field if you if you receive what God has for you even though we don't deserve it and we know by earthly standards we don't deserve anything that God has given us which makes it that much more of a blessing that our lives have get transformed into this mission field but that every day we walk every day we walk in the love of Jesus Christ we begin to act more like Jesus and we begin to to live that to live a life that is exemplifying Jesus as we move forward, and people are touched whether they know, you know it or not. Our God loves us, he chooses us, and he chooses to bless us more than we could ever imagine. And through, through our God's blessings, we have received a skill set that is unimaginable to most people that, have never, that don't know our God. We have a skill set that is simply peace and joy. Peace and joy. When you sit down with God and you're, and you're terrified of something going on in your life and you're, you're crippled and you're, you're completely brought to your knees and you just get in that moment with God, that when that overwhelming peace hits you in the midst of that storm, it just makes you want to share it even more. And then it, right following that peace is that joy that comes out of it. 
And to be honest with, with us, like, with this, the skill set that we receive, we're rewarded in it because it's honestly, the skill set's a reward. And the skill set's not, not even crazy. It's just, it's just something cool. It's just peace and joy to me. And there's also more. There's more to it. There's obviously more to it. God gives us more than that. Sometimes it's sometimes God blesses us monetarily. Sometimes God blesses us just in our attitude. But the, God knows what each and every one of us need all the time. So he and He's always blessing us with what you need at the moment you need it. And He's never too late. It's always at the right time. It's all, His timing is completely perfect. All, and the hardest part about it is we got to receive it. We often, we often don't want to, don't receive because we don't. It's it's scary that, that, that we're like, I don't have to do anything for this. No, you just you just take it. God's giving it to you. And see, we honor and, and honestly, but we honor our, we honor God so much by just receiving what He has given to us and in, and investing it just a little bit more, just investing it just a tad. And it, and when you invest it just a little bit, it grows again. This kind of brings this brings you right up to the next to the next goal. It is invest. As Christ has invested in us. <clears throat> now, some people are in, are able to to do uh, amazing things. Some people are able to invest in ways that I, that I can never imagine doing it. But through His mighty power at work within us we are all able to accomplish infinitely more than we could ever imagine or think. And that, that honestly is a, and that's a verse out of Ephesians. That's a Ephesians 6, 3.20, if, if you want to reference that. It, so when we think we can't invest or we don't know what to invest, we don't know what to do, we just, just I honestly, I'm going to reread it again. It says, now all glory to God. Who is able through his power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might think? Which is crazy because that's that's usually what holds us up. We 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 lock in our understanding, we lock in where we're at. But if we if we invested just a single portion of what God has invested in us or given us, imagine the return on investment. Just, just, just imagine it for a second. We, we all think a good investment is when you invest in your retirement account or something, you get 10% or a little more, 12%. I guess pretty good. I mean, I'm okay with getting 10%, 12%. That's pretty solid. But I mean, how, but think about it for a second. We're investing, but God has given us something to invest that we have no skin in the game to, to invest with. We, he gave it to us. We didn't have to work for it. We didn't have to spend years earning it. And it will create a... It will net an infinite percent return on investment. It's the name of Jesus, and it, and there's so many things that that that, that we could, that we can invest in, and it, and it's crazy. It's not always money. It's not always talking. It's not. It's not. It's crazy. God's given us skill sets. God's given us knowledge and wisdom. There are people in this room that are, that are so knowledgeable and wise. I mean, if you just sit down with them and, and drink a cup of coffee with them, you will learn so much. It will blow your mind. We have people that have lived amazing lives in this room and will continue to live amazing lives for years to come. And that life is a testimony. And, and honestly, it's worth investing what you have done in your life to the, ne to the next person. Because what you, what you have faced in your life 
will speak to somebody. Somebody's going through the exact same things you went through, and somebody's looking at the same, looking in the same window, looking at this, this window and these windows you used to peer through, going, I don't know how to get there, but you know how you got there, and you can impart that wisdom onto the next person. Some people have loves. There are people in this room that have so much love that they will hug you no matter what. Whether you want it or not, they're going to give you a hug. And, they're, and, they're, and, they're go, and if you don't give them that hug, they will find you and give you that hug anyway. But I love that because sometimes we just need a hug. Sometimes we don't need somebody to say anything to us. We don't need, we don't need somebody to start quoting Bible scriptures every day to us. But sometimes you just need somebody to give you that hug, give you that little bit of love. For some people, giving, giving some love is just not talking to people. Because some people just won't, know, they have a keen knack knowing this person just needs peace and quiet. I don't have that knack. <laughs> my wife is shaking her head no because she knows that. Because uh, when she needs peace and quiet, I am the exact wrong person in that situation. I will talk and talk and talk and talk it to death. And she would be like, Nathan, I just need you to go away. Please shut up. I love you, but please shut up. Go outside or something. Do something. Talk, call somebody. I don't care. Don't talk to me right now. I just need five minutes. God bless her. She can sit in quiet all day and be perfectly happy. Me, if I sit in quiet for 15 minutes, I think the world's falling apart around me. I, I think I'm in good company on staff here. <laughs> Me and Ryan get along really well on that front. I think me and Ben do too, and I'm pretty sure Andy does as well as much as I know with him. Because I don't know. We're getting to know each other a little more, but it, um, <laughs> we're all talkers if you haven't noticed. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's a sidetrack. We also have joy that we, that we can give. Some people in this room and some people watching online have this, there's something about them, they have this unending joy about them that when you're around them, just being in their presence, rubs off on you, makes, it makes you want to achieve better, makes you want to do better. And all that stuff, it doesn't sound like much, but just, just being able to invest a little bit of that to, on, on will re be so rewarding in the long run. And it's crazy because we did, a lot of this stuff we didn't ask for, we didn't really do that much for, all we did is accept Christ as the Lord and Savior and decided to step in His purpose. And as we, and as we do that, that, that just keeps growing and, and it sounds crazy to say, but you don't. But you want to give it away. You want to give it away. You want. And you want. You don't want to bottle it up because if because when, when you find out when you start bottling the stuff up, it goes away quicker. The more you give it away, the more you hand it off. The more joy, the more peace, and the more rewarded you feel. And you're like, I don't need this. It's, it's too much for me. And you just keep spreading. You keep doing more and more and more. And it and it's sometimes it's, and it sounds like I'm saying go do everything, but you're not. But you don't have to. Be, in, be the best you can be and walk in Christ and hand it out the way, you, the way you, it fits. You see, servants one and two had faith. Or if you're looking at, or if, or if you were servant three looking at one and two, you might think they're stupid. They literally received a vast amount of wealth and give it away, hope, hoping it would return on investment. Three didn't. But the first two were, were, were rewarded beyond their wildest dreams, and the third one was not. See, notice if you, at, the end of, in the, at the end of that scripture, if you go back and look at it, when, it, when, it, when, he's given, when he gives the reward back, and he, and 
and he takes the one talent away from the, the third servant. He says, give it to the servant that has ten talents. The master never took the five talents back. When he, it, it says he settled accounts, but he never took the five talents back and only left him with but five. So the first servant didn't have six talents. He now had 11 talents. So th th just think about that for a minute. We, he was never asked to return anything. He would just, he, he just give it to him. And see, we, we, you don't know that at the beginning of the story. You don't know he's going to give it to him. But much like the first two, if we walk in, in a purpose that Christ has for our lives, we're going to be wildly rewarded. For, so, for, for a long time, we, we, we as a church, and not this church, I mean church as, as, as a whole entity, as whatever, has said, has sit to the side going, I'm going to receive what God has, and then I'm going to sit on it. Because I don't want to feel rewarded. I don't want to feel rewarded. I'm not work, trying to work my way into heaven. Because we, we, we misconstrue, a lot of times Christians and people misconstrue that we're, when you go do nice things, that, that we're trying to work our way into heaven, or we're just trying to, or we're just doing stuff. And, but the thing is, it's okay to expect a reward when, you, when you're walk, walking in it. In Christ, you're not, you're not, trying to earn your way into salvation. But you know what? It's rewarding to, to give what you have to somebody else. And, you do, and when you do it without a prideful heart and through Christ, it's okay. Eventually, your works will be judged too. After you're in heaven, your works will be judged. Go look, at, go look in 1 Corinthians. It's in chapter 3. It's verse range 10 through 15. Your works will be tested by fire when you get to heaven. And if they burn away, you still get into heaven. You're still there. But if they don't burn away, your reward will even be even more beyond that. And it's okay to want that reward. And it's okay to push for that. For, for, for too long, we, we said, like going, I don't want to try to work my way in. You're not working your way in by, by, spreading, by giving what God has given you. You didn't do anything to earn it. You, all you did is ask Christ in your heart. God's given you immeasurably more than we could ever, than we could ever earn in our lifetimes. So when we invest it, we also ensure that that, peop that people receive what they, did, what they didn't ask for either. And, and God keeps pouring, God pours out on you, and you pour out on somebody else, which is ultimately God pouring out on somebody else. And we, keep, and we just keep pouring, and it's, a, it's, a never, it's never ending. So, and, and why, why do, do we want to do this? Honestly, why? Because it's good. It feels good. I mean, it does, and it's not just that. It's just, but when you give somebody else the opportunity to choose Christ, that's the most rewarding thing you, you could ever do. And you know what? I don't want to bottle up that peace and joy that God has given me in my salvation and through my salvation and through my redemption of my sins and not spread that to somebody else because I, I, I have friends and I have family that, that don't know Christ. And if I can spread that to people and I can, and I can give, give a little bit to them and give them the immeasurable joy and the immeasurable peace that I have that is the most amazing thing I think I could do. That's the most rewarding thing. When somebody, when, when and how, I don't know, when you, when you share Christ with somebody or you just live a good life and somebody, and it rubs off on somebody and they, and they want to go, and they, and they, they want to go to church and then they start and they d develop a relationship with Jesus Christ, you will feel the most, you will feel more rewarded than you have ever felt. And not because you got anything out of the deal. But because somebody else has entered into that joy and peace that you only know when you're in contact and in presence with Christ our Lord. 
See, ultimately, Jesus Christ does the saving. We, we, don't, we can't do it. It's, we just do make the introduction, and Christ does it. But that's all, and it all comes off of giving what God, what God has given us. Through our, faith in Christ, we, we, through our faith in Christ, we discover our purpose, our God-given purpose. And ultimately, it is to live a life that models that of Jesus Christ. We won't get it right every day. I don't get it right every day. I've probably messed it up somewhere along this week. Um, we all work in play, We all work or live in, play, in, in an imperfect world. So we're gonna mess up. We're gonna we're gonna fall. We're gonna fall down. But it's okay. We have a God standing there with His hand out, picking us back up as soon as we fall down every time. But and we we and every time we're down, God. We have, we have an, and, and we're lost. We don't know where to turn. We have, a, we have a guide that is the most knowledgeable guide on the face of this earth. And honestly, he's not even on this earth. He's, he is on this earth, but he's not. He's, he's everywhere all at once. He's, our, he's, he's Christ our Savior. And it's never too late to live your purpose. We, to, li, to live a godly life, it's never too late. It's never too late to, live, to walk with Christ on a daily basis. Whether you think you've missed your purpose by a year, ten years, four decades, five decades or more, you, you're not. It's not too late. As long as there, as long as you have breath in your body, God has a purpose for you. God loves you, and He wants you on your team. As long as you have breath in your body, God wants you. He chooses you. He did not. He chose you even with the anxiety and the fear, because He knows He can put. He can defeat that. And he knows all you got to do is turn to him, and that fear and that anxiety will be no more, and, you, and all you have to do is push forward. We all don't have to stand on stage with a microphone. We all don't have, we all don't have to go, go, go to the mission field. And I mean by mission, by mission field, what we traditionally think as, as a missions field. But on the other side, that, we do all go to the mission field every day we, we get up. We're on one. Because we come in, every day you, you go out, uh, when you leave your house, hopefully when you leave your house, Hopefully everybody in your house knows Christ. Hopefully every day when you, leave, when you leave your house, you will come across somebody who doesn't know Christ. It's just a, a statistical fact. There, there's enough people in this world, you will, unless, unless you only go, to ch- go, go, go to, into your house or somebody you know is, is saved, and even then you don't, necessarily, you don't even know their heart. You will come across somebody who is not saved. And I'm not saying you've got to preach to them. You don't need to. Thump, you don't have to beat the Bible. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to beat them down with, with the word. Love on them. Love on them. Give what you have. Give what you have. Give your all. Give that Christ. Give that Christ-like joy to them. Some people can give 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 amazing things. Some people give amazing food. Some people. That's how you speak to them. You give them food. The others through friendship. Honestly, living that Christ-centered life is the best way for us to walk out our purpose. And, and by living that life, the doors were open. We will we will be introduced to people, and sometimes we won't even have to we won't even have to tell people that we only have to tell, go go through the scriptures with them. They just know, and then they start asking these questions. I, I, I have a I have, long story short. I have a, I have a friend. Um, that, that is having some, has difficulties in his life, and, and actually, me and Ryan went on a on a trip with him down to down to a restaurant down in Pulaski about a year ago, I think, about a year, year and a half ago, something like that. 
And see, we said we just went to go, and I've been praying for my friend for years now that uh, that on, on opening the door to introduce him to Christ and how, and how we can and how we do it because the things going on in, in his life are just are not a, are not of Christ. But like we, so we're going, and you don't, and, and this is like, like kind of like how how doors open in this. We go, we eat, we're just hanging out, having a good time. We're literally not talking about church in the least bit. And then my friend turns and starts talking to Ryan. And it becomes a, literally a, the most biblical questioning I've ever seen in my life from somebody who doesn't really go to church and didn't even know that the, the pastor of our church is in, is in the car with him. <laughs> it goes down the list. And, but it's because we, built, we have a, there's a friendship there and, the door, and Christ opened the doors and Alexander asked the questions. And he asked the questions and... and and the doors were laid there. I don't know where he's at right now with it, but he's on the other side of that. God opens those opportunities for us to, to get involved in people's lives. So, again, I'm gonna, I, I only had two points with this. It was on, and honestly, I think out of this, um, our li- life goal should be we should be able to we should receive openly when we don't feel like we deserve it because. It's typically God is providing that to us, and then on the, and like the, and just to reiterate, and when we receive that, and we know we don't feel like we do, we ought to invest it just a little bit, and don't have to give everything away. You don't have to, and I'm not saying go run, run, and act, and do, and just give everything and and knock on doors. You don't have to be that be that one either. Invest just a little bit, love on somebody, be an example of Christ. And you'll be amazed at what Christ could do, and you'll be amazed at how the anxiety and the fear falls away, and you'll never and you'll never face it again. I'm not gonna say you might not have moments of it because there will be, but you'll never fully face all that until when you start investing what Christ has invested in you. Honestly, on that note, I think we need to pray. I know there's people in this room that are that are dealing with anxiety. Depression, fear, right now. And if that's you, I pray that you step you step forward and and pray and pray with us, Ben. If if you would, um, we want to introduce you to the cure because that, that that's ultimately that's that's where that that's what we're here for. And, I'm, and Christians face these, these issues all the, every day. It's not because you're a bad Christian. It's because you're human. All right, I want to ask you if, you, if you'll come up. Um, we'll pray. As Ben, as ben plays, when he, as, he gets, as he gets playing, if you're dealing with anxiety and you're dealing with, with, with overwhelming fear, crippling anxiety and depression or anything more, please come forward and pray with us. Everybody else, pray, just pray. Pray. We're all dealing with things in our lives. We're all dealing with crazy, with things going on right now. And I want you to know that God loves you. God loves you exactly where you're at. God loves you as broken as you are. And, and if you think if you think you're worthless, you're not. God loves you. God wants you. God wants to open that door of that relationship with you. He wants to renew that relationship with you right now. And it's okay to rededicate your life every day to Christ. It's not. It's not a. It's not one of them things that you that you rededicate yourself because you fell, fell away all the time. 
Honestly, I wake up and want to rededicate my life every day to Christ because I want to know, I want to be there. I want to be with Christ every day. So if, if we do that, it's amazing. So right now we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, I want to ask y'all to you'd rise and worship and, and do whatever. And if you feel the need to respond, if you have something you need to pray about, pray about it. Come up here and pray. Andy, if you'll, if you, would you mind coming up here as well? Um, we have some amazing people up here. We have two amazing pastors up here. And I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about these two guys. And well, I'm going to be up front too. If you're dealing with overwhelming anxiety, if you're dealing with overwhelming fear, and you're dealing with this depression, or you need, or you know somebody that needs prayer right now, come up and pray and pray God over their names. Pray God over your situation. And it, He's going to resolve it. Today is the last day. Fear and anxiety have no place in the, in the kingdom of Christ. Depression has no place in the kingdom of Christ. Society has placed it on a high mantle. That, and, and it's not even a good one. And, and we know it, it's not, but we don't do anything about it. We can't do anything about it. I have, we have the cure right here, and it's, it's, His name's Jesus Christ. Please come forward and pray. also dealing with pains and you're dealing with sickness and illness today God please guys please come forward and pray for it pray it out pray it out because it will be gone God is looking to heal you today he's looking to heal you right now he's looking to heal this broken your broken body to move you forward and to help you walk in the way you need to walk in the way you deserve because you sickness illness pains are not of, of God and that he wants to heal somebody today I don't know who it is he wants to heal somebody today and that person is you all you've got to do is respond God loves you so much call his name out you don't even have to come up to the front call his name out right now God loves you God loves everyone here if you're watching online God loves you 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 he came here to meet you he came wherever you're watching this to meet you just you he's here for you 
God, you are an amazing Father. Thank you so much for meeting us where we're at today. Thank you for being involved in our lives every day. Thank you so much for seeking us out when we have forgotten to seek you out at times, God. I know for me personally, I have forgotten to seek you out at times, and you still are there for me, and you remind me of that daily. Thank you so much for being an amazing God that loves us so much that you sent your Son to die on the cross for our sins. And God... Thank you for allowing us to be in your house today, Lord. Thank you for being able to worship together today where so many people across the world aren't even allowed to get together and say your name out loud. Thank you so much for allowing us to live where we can do that, God. Thank you so much for pouring your spirit on us. Thank you so much for the living word of God you've given us in the book that you have given us, God. Thank you for your son, God. You are an amazing, amazing father, God. And I pray for over, the, over these people that are, as they go out of here today that they have safe trips home. They have great days, and they are always reminded that you love them, Lord, that they never forget that you love them. You will do anything for them, Lord, and that you will make them immeasurably rewarded for that because they, because you love blessing your people. God, you are an amazing, amazing God. You, I pray for anybody and everybody, Lord. I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>